0: Okay, I promise we're gonna get to the juicy stuff in this episode, but really quickly, I wanna tell you about something super exciting that I've been working on for a while that I'm so excited to tell you about. But to begin, I wanna just tell you that I struggled for years with paralyzing anxiety and constantly feeling overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed at all of the things that I told myself I should be doing that I never figured out where or how to even start a single task. I would just sit there paralyzed because everything just felt like it was too much. And isn't it so much easier when things just click and they make sense? Like you can see an easy to follow path for the tasks that you need to get done, or better yet, shows you exactly how to simplify your life so that you can ditch that overwhelm and your mom guilt and the stress for good? Well, if that sounds like something you could use a little more of, then I have an awesome invitation for you. I am hosting a free live training where I spill all the tea on how I've been able to ditch overwhelm and mom guilt for good. So if you want to join me at this live training, head to ashtoncope.com slash sswebinar. That's s as in Sam, s webinar. And I am going to be spilling all of the tea giving you every single step-by-step process, as well as some encouragement along the way. So I hope to see you there. And it must take no more than 45 minutes from start to finish. Why burn myself out on one meal when I could choose five equally tasty and much simpler meals that will preserve my peace? Hey, I'm Ashton Cope. I'm a mom to two very spirited girls and wife to a UK to US transplant. And those beautiful people are exactly who motivated me to start embracing the seasons. I wanted to make our lifestyle and home more peaceful, functional, and cozy. Allowing the ever-changing seasons to guide our meals, activities, and productivity levels simplified our day-to-day and added so much more joy to my routines. Not to mention, it just made sense. Discovering the benefits of seasonal living firsthand was my catalyst for wanting to share my mission with others, helping families embrace the seasons to add more simplicity, peace, and cozy to the life they already have. Welcome to the Eat Your Seasons podcast. All right, welcome back to my solo episodes. Uh, We are taking a quick break before we do our last gardening interview to share something that I think is going to be really, really helpful to you, especially as we move into spring and summer and we're spending a little bit more time moving around, getting outside, and we want to spend way less time inside figuring out what we're going to make for dinner. So how many times have you felt dinner time dread? You know where you have to come up with something to make for dinner every single night? Even if it's takeout, you have to be the one to decide. And then on top of the mental load that you already have to carry, you have to actually cook the meal or pick it up too. Well, I've never shared this much strategy related to my meal planning process ever. So this is going to be a first for both of us. Today we're going to dive into exactly how I plan our meals so that you can ditch dinnertime dread and overwhelm and put my simple process into practice. I'm dishing out the entire step-by-step process, so if you can grab a pen and paper to take notes, great. If you're driving or you're in the middle of cleaning, that's okay too. You will get tons out of this episode just by listening, and I will be sharing this more frequently so that you can catch it more than once. Now my favorite way to simplify our meals and take the stress off of my shoulders is to use the same base schedule every month and utilize my seasonal produce guide to give me my exact parameters for searching while using rich keywords to narrow down my search results. So that might sound a little bit complicated but we're going to break it down. That is essentially my framework and now we can dive into the strategy. So first I want to talk you through the supplies that I use for my meal planning. Now I am a pen and paper color coding with highlighters kind of gal so my supply list is pretty straightforward. I use a simple monthly planner, a notebook, a black pen, a pencil, and four or five different colored highlighters. You can do this much simpler than this but I'm going to share my way. (laughs) I also use my phone or my computer, and I have Pinterest or Google pulled up, preferably Pinterest, so that I can quickly search for things when I need to. Now, when I begin planning our meals, I grab my monthly template with the rotation of proteins that I want to use. So every month we eat about chicken two to three times a week, beef once, maybe twice, fish once, maybe twice, and occasionally pork. And I will have those proteins listed in an empty calendar template where it'll say Monday, chicken, Tuesday, beef. And every week it doesn't look exactly the same. It might be a different rotation. Sometimes I make a vegetarian dish, but usually we're following the rotation of meat proteins because my husband is a very traditional meat and potatoes kind of guy. And I don't like to eat the same protein two nights in a row. So that's another reason I have the template so that I can look at the month and say, well, we had chicken this day. I don't want to have it the next day. I used Canva and actually made a calendar template so that every day of the month I know what protein I can search for. So that means we're not eating the same thing, but I have a pretty good idea of how to search. So it doesn't have the world as my oyster, which can lead to overwhelm. I not only know what protein to search for, but I also know how many meals to choose with that protein. That way I can kind of like get them all out of the way at once and then move on to the next search term. Now, if you're vegan or vegetarian or someone who doesn't mind eating the same thing twice in a row, this might not look exactly the same for you, but you could instead jot down the focal ingredient that you want to include. So when I was eating vegan, I would have search terms like beans and greens, or tofu and mushroom, or mushroom and lentil, you know, things like that. Not that you would put those together typically, but you get the idea. And that would be my focal ingredient rather than a meat protein. So to make the decision-making process even easier on myself and even more specific, I use my seasonal produce guide to choose in-season produce that I want to utilize as well. If you want to download my seasonal produce guide, you can head to my website, ashtoncope.com slash seasonal produce guide, and you can download that um, for free. It's super helpful. It gives you every single item that is in season and what month it is in the season, as well as the other months around it that it might be in season as well. So now that we've got that squared away, I might search chicken and asparagus dinners, And I might choose a couple of those for the month and then I can change it up and change asparagus to spinach and then I'll search chicken and spinach meals and then I'll pick a couple of those. Then I can search fish and asparagus and search for that. By mixing and matching the smaller list of meat proteins and the smaller list of seasonal produce, you still have numerous variations and choices, but you don't have to sift through the entire collection of weeknight meal ideas that you might have searched before. And you also just have way smaller pool to choose from when it comes to how to even search. Because let's be honest, typing in dinner ideas, it leaves everything but the kitchen sink in front of you to try to figure out what's going to work. So this just simplifies it and cuts the time in half. Now, I like to plan one one protein at a time like I said. So that means that I'm choosing all of my beef meals at once and then all of my chicken and then all of our fish and so forth, and that is also why I am rotating the produce out so that I can choose more variation of chicken dinners or beef dinners and so forth. That way I'm still getting rich keywords. I'm still having a pretty narrow pool of search results, but it's much quicker for me to choose all of the chicken at once if I'm just rotating out the produce. So the reason that I plan one protein at a time is that I find it makes things much easier and quicker since I'm not bouncing back and forth so much between search result pages. And when I find the right meals, I make sure to write them down in my planner exactly as they're worded on pinterest like the pinterest title of the pin and then i pin them to my dinner ideas board now the reason that i say to write them down exactly as they're worded and then pin them is that we're going to need to be able to quickly find the meals later to jot down our ingredients now if you want to take it a step further and get even more narrow in your search results you can compare your meal plan to your weekly or monthly planner so that you can plan quicker or more hands-off meals on your busiest days. So that could be like pork and mushroom crockpot meal on really busy days or sausage and bell pepper sheet pan dinner when you want to get something quick and healthy, but you also don't want to stand around in the kitchen for an hour to have it done. So by utilizing specific keywords, you're not only catering your search results to your exact preferences and needs, but you're also letting the search engine do all the work for you. It sifts through the millions of recipes in its database and only shows you the few that suit your exact requirements. And it doesn't get much simpler than that. And that is why I prefer Pinterest because their search tool is much smarter than Google. It's it's catering to specific searches for specific meals because that is the types of people who Put pins on Pinterest are food bloggers who have very specific recipes that they want to be found, and so Pinterest is a lot smarter in that way than Google, but honestly, you can use both. Now, as you're getting all of your meals for the month tentatively picked out, you only need to be absolutely sure about the ones for the upcoming week. So head to your Pinterest profile and select the area that will show you your saved pins, And then once you're in the spot where you can view your boards and your pins, there's going to be a search bar at the top where you can search your pins. And to the right of the search bar, there is a drop down menu. You want to make sure that it's selected as your pins rather than all pins because these will be the ones that you specifically chose. So you're going to plug in your meal titles and you're going to click each pin to take you into a new tab. This is much easier to do one at a time on your phone, like don't try to open a bunch of tabs on your phone, but if you're on a computer, it is super quick to just open all the meals at once and go through them one by one. So scroll down to the recipe itself, or in many cases, if the blogger wants to be our best friend, you can tap jump to the recipe or take me to the recipe, and then you can take note of which ingredients you're going to need. A lot of times recipes call for some of the same ingredients and many call for ingredients that you already have. So it's good to make sure that you know exactly what you have and what you need before you head to the store. That's kind of like rule of thumb in grocery shopping, right? So this is also a good time to decide on any sides you may wanna serve with your meals or ingredients that you don't wanna include like garnishes or spices that you don't care for. For example, if something calls for fresh parsley, probably not going to do it. And if something calls for chili flakes, even if it's a pinch, I'm not going to do it because my family members cannot handle spice. And so we leave those ones out. So go through each meal for the week, following the steps that I listed above. And once you've got all of your ingredients written down, I like to organize my grocery list to make it easier. If I am shopping in store, if you're shopping for like a grocery pickup order or a delivery, you don't necessarily have to do this, but it sure does make it quicker and you make sure that you have everything when you've got it organized like this. I will say that whether you're doing it from home or you're actually physically in the grocery store. So I select a color for each category of food. In my case, I use yellow for pantry items, green for produce, pink for protein and poultry and blue for frozen or refrigerated items. And then on a new sheet of paper next to my list that I've kind of brain dumped every ingredient down from the tabs that I have open on my computer, I write down my categories and then I put each item under each category. So this might sound excessive or a little neurotic, but I promise if you are an in-person grocery shopper, it makes grocery shopping so much easier. Even if I'm ordering a grocery pickup order or I'm using the delivery service, I still find that it helps me stay organized and not, I don't get that feeling of like, oh man, did I forget something at the end of my order? Like I normally do when I don't use this strategy. So it's how I make sure that I have all my ingredients included. And it also helps me not get sidetracked or distracted by items that I don't need. Like when Walmart, says, oh, did you forget something? And it's all the items that you normally buy or that you bought last time. Helps me say, nope, I didn't forget anything. This is all that I need. So it also helps us stay on budget since there's a lot less margin for mindless browsing because I'm sticking to the list. So when I finished with my grocery list, obviously it's time to shop. Now, I highly recommend choosing a simple meal for grocery shopping day because if you're anything like me, I hate grocery shopping and I'm completely tapped out after I shop or bring in the groceries, especially if I have the girls with me. So try to make sure it's something really easy that you don't have to put a lot of effort into. And another quick tip is Organize your cupboards and your fridge as you put away your new groceries so that you can have everything looking nice. You can bring all of the closer expiration date items to the front so that you can make sure you use those up first. Now, I don't always do this, but when I don't do it, it kicks me in the butt because older items get lost in the back or the bottom of the fridge. And far too often, so much food gets wasted this way. Now, if you're someone who hates the prep portion of dinner, you can prep some of your veggies as you're putting the food away. You're already tired and you're already going to be down for the count after this entire grocery trip crazy process. So you might as well add one more step to that to help you in the long run by pre-chopping some vegetables that you can use later. I've also prepped veggies while I'm making breakfast or a snack for the girls since I'm already taking out that cutting board and that knife. I might as well add one more and chop up and prep my veggies for later in the evening. So how about some tips on actually following through on the meal plan once you've made it and purchased all of the ingredients? Well, here are some tips, and I want you to listen to these before creating your meal plan as they may cause you to shift and pare down some of your loftier meal ideas. So first, I want you to be realistic If you really didn't cook much before now, it's probably not going to be easy or come naturally to start cooking every night. So do some self-reflection, figure out how many nights you could actually see yourself cooking without losing every shred of sanity you have, and then plan accordingly. Now second, I want you to keep it simple. My rule of thumb for choosing meals for my family is this. It must have around 10-ish ingredients or less, preferably less, way less, (laughs) it must require fewer than five dishes while I'm cooking it, and it must take no more than 45 minutes from start to finish. Why burn myself out on one meal when I could choose five equally tasty and much simpler meals that will preserve my peace? Now third, I want you to start planning ahead. This is one of those, have current you do something that future you will thank you for moments. When you do have a little extra money in the grocery budget or a little extra time, and please do not say I never do because when we want to find extra, we always do. Prep a few freezer meals that you can lean on when you've had a really bad day. It's healthier, cheaper, and simpler than ordering takeout. And it's a self-esteem builder because not only did you plan that and set it up, but you followed through on it and still fed your family and yourself a home-cooked meal when all you really wanted to do was dissociate on the couch for several hours. Now fourth, and this one is a bonus step, don't try to plan three meals a day no matter how organized or excited you are. This is the shortcut to burning out very quickly. Now, I know that we set huge ambitions for ourselves when we decide to set off on a new healthy and budget lifestyle, but how sustainable are those goals? Sure, it's cute to pin all of these healthy meals that look beautiful on Pinterest, not leaving out the elaborate weekend breakfast spread, adorable animal-shaped snacks for the kids, and the bento box Instagram lunches, but I have bad news for you. You will be lucky if you make it three days into that pipe dream, because let's do a little math here. Think about it. Three days times three meals a day. And these are extensive, fancy Pinterest meals with tons of prep time, 47 pots and pans and cutting boards and knives and two hours over the stove, not to mention the five business days worth of dishes that you will have to wash after each meal. Three times three equals nine meals. That's more meals than if you had cooked only dinner every night this week, which you probably won't, including the weekend. So that's saying more meals than if you had cooked Monday through Sunday every night, which you probably won't do. You have to be realistic about potential limitations, your time, and your actual desire. Do you even want to cook this much or do you just want to eat home-cooked meals this much? There's a difference. Having lofty goals is a great way to keep yourself psyched about this new lifestyle and these new strategies, but starting small is the best way to make sure that you're going to find success and not have this just be a phase. So to close, I want to just lovingly remind you that each week will be a little bit different based on varying schedules, your mental health status, and even your periods. So be kind to yourself. It is totally fine to order takeout during the week or give your family members the autonomy to choose their own meal when you don't feel like carrying that mental load. In fact, it's good for all of you when you do this. It builds independence in them and it takes the pressure off of you. Now, I know that this was a little bit of a quicker episode, but it packed a punch, didn't it? So if you enjoyed all of the strategy and the tactics that this episode had to offer, Be sure to share this episode to your Instagram story with your favorite tidbit and then tag me in it so that I can see what you're loving. I would also absolutely adore it if you shared this episode with a friend who could use a little meal planning help. And also, please leave me a review so that more people like you can find the show. It takes less than five minutes. It tells me that what I'm doing is helpful and that I'm on the right track and it's the best way that you can support the show. Now that is it for me, and until next time, enjoy this season and all the eats it has to offer. We made it! Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Eat Your Seasons podcast. I am so thrilled and honored that you spent your precious time with me, and I can't wait to serve you more and more each week. Is this show speaking your language? Be sure to leave a review so more moms like you can find me and tune in every single week. If you'd like even more meal-spiration and seasonal living goodies, be sure to find me on Instagram at AshtonCope, where I share it all. For all the freebies and referral codes from today's sponsors, you can head on over to AshtonCopeBlog.com slash podcast. I will see you there.